Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And this is episode 100. We made it. 100. We did. We did make it. And thank you so much to all of our listeners out there who made this possible. Yes, triple digits. It feels so good. We've discussed a lot of things, um, you know, throughout the years that we've been doing this podcast, but it wouldn't be a proper celebratory 100th episode without talking uh, about candles, some some candle news. <laughs> Our favorite topic. My favorite topic. <laughs> We're going to start a candle pod, right? Um, I mean, I would love that. I don't know how many listeners we'd have. But <laughs> Eternal flame, we'll call it. Ooh, yes. I like that. Just came up with that on my own. Yes, if I still watch The Bachelor, we could like weave Bachelor into that too. I like that feels it. Like, um, okay, candle news. First of all, um, we reported breaking candle news. <laughs> we reported on this months ago. Um, Drake was coming out with a candle line, and uh, we can now report that the line has has dropped. You can buy these candles. Yeah, it's called. Better World Fragrance House. Yes, it's called Better World Fragrance House. Uh, you can buy these these candles um, on betterworldfragrancehouse.co. I'm assuming .co because he is Canadian. But, yeah, that's um, a fair assumption. But um, yeah, most of them are $48. And then, of course, his signature scent, which is called Carby Musk, is $80. And these are all still available. Like I was able to put them all in my cart. I could have ordered them if I really wanted to. No, no, I don't think so. Even if we could like expense it in in the name of like a business expense. Um, I don't really have a desire. Like Williamsburg sleepover was one of them. Sweeter Tings, Muskoka. I, I don't I know. would need more information about what these scents smell like before I was willing to plunk down 50 bucks, I'll be honest. Right. We never told our listeners that you uh, you got a whiff of this smells like my vagina from Gwyneth Paltrow. Did we not? No. Oh, yeah. Well, when we reported on Gwyneth Paltrow's candle exploding in a woman's home... Um, Rachel so nicely went and bought me the same candle <laughs> not for, for my birthday. You make it sound like I wanted to test it and see if your home exploded. It was supposed to be a nice thing for your birthday. <laughs> it was really nice. I mean, it's not a cheap candle and I really appreciated it. Um, the scent is strong. Really? Like, yes. Like a good like, throw? It has a good throw. Um, the scent is almost like too overpowering and it gets to a place of like powdery but like powdery that's gonna make you sneeze kind of um (laughs) so I almost I almost like the candle just being on the shelf where you can kind of smell it as you pass by because that's really all that's like needed but Um, not sitting in front of you on your coffee table or something yeah sitting in front of you like lit on your coffee table is is kind of too much uh, <laughs> that cracks me up that the candle called <laughs> this smells like my vagina is too strong yeah but but I can confirm that like when I first opened the box and smelled it it smells 
rich. Like it smells bougie. Mm. Like that's okay. that's what I would envision. I mean, I know Gwyneth said it smells like one thing, but I, I envision <sighs> that's like what her house smells like. It was uh, just like just luxury and money. Just, yeah, cashmere luxury money, just like a rich person's house. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Do you know one candle that I don't think would smell very rich? What? This new tomato scented candle. The to- yes, of course, the tomato scents. Yeah. This came out this week, a uh, story in Sunset about a new line of tomato scented candles. And I immediately thought WTF and sent it mm-hmm. to Natalie. Like, would you want a tomato scented candle? I don't know. Um, tomato scented candle, I think, is in the category of like grass scented candle or like cute there's cucumber scented candle I respectfully Um, disagree okay well I mean and I've also heard like Joe Malone like the the perfume fragrance line um that's sold in like Nordstrom and like all over um she also does a tomato candle that's apparently smells fantastic so I've always been curious about a tomato scent um but it also does weird me out because we we think of candles as either smelling like sweet or floral or musky or um, earthy. Uh, and I'm thrown off because the description of this says it's got that acidity to it. Uh-huh. And that just sounds really like a turn off to me. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want a candle that smells like acidity yeah that that's a tough one for the house i think the only place that you could burn this would be the kitchen right probably but why wouldn't you just make spaghetti sauce instead i don't (laughs) i don't know this is confusing to me i mean i agree with you there are other savory there are other food flavor candles out there and there's a ton i feel like they they mostly focus on sweet things sweet Mm -hmm. treats vanilla sugar cookie um (laughs) I guess there's a few savory ones. There's, you know, you can find a basil, cucumber scent, but that's herbal. I don't know. If we can't even decide if a tomato is a fruit or a vegetable, should we be making a candle out of it? That's a good point. Um, I I would venture to go seek out a tomato candle. I might buy it. I'm very curious now. How much is this one? This one that you're looking at? Okay. And who makes it? This is made by, I can't, uh, oh, this is going to be fun. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Wait, oh, is it, oh, it's Sir Trude. Carrier Ferret. Carrier Ferret. Carrier Ferret. Okay. It's technically called Lycopersicon Esculentum, a.k.a. Tomato. <laughs> From Carrier Ferret. It's $54. It's a buy now, 29 at the end of this story. We'll link okay. to this, you guys. We'll, yeah. we'll show you what we're talking about. Okay. Well, <clears throat> nonetheless, there's there's many tomato-scented candles out there. Oh, there is another maker. Kobo tomato vine candle. That one's 29 Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Well, yes, I guess you're right. I thought this was super weird, but I guess there are other people who make tomato vine candles. Would you want to smell a truffle candle like in the mushroom category? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, no, I don't like truffles. I don't. 
No. My husband loves truffles. I do too, but I don't think I'd want it in my home. I wonder if that exists. There needs to be a separation of candle and food sometimes. And dinner. It doesn't translate always. Um, oh my God, speaking of food, <laughs> this leads perfectly into our next story. And tomatoes. Oh God. All right, brace yourself for this All one. right. This, this segment, folks, uh, made Natalie and and me pretty pretty ragey ragey and nauseous frankly um yes so we will link because there's a video component to the story um you have to see these videos if you haven't already we'll link out to the facebook that posted these videos um this is a story about a woman who decides to cook food on her kitchen counter and um the video that went viral this week is captioned ultimate spaghetti trick and it originated on the Facebook page of someone named Josh and Lisa and Josh and Lisa post they've posted several like weird food videos and they're apparently trying to go viral or get famous be known as like the weird food people Josh Um, and Lisa need to be put in jail (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, so the ultimate spaghetti trick that Lisa demonstrates for us um, starts out with her um, pouring out a bunch of Prego tomato sauce, like three jars full of Prego tomato sauce on her countertop. This is the easiest way is it? to make spaghetti for a crowd. And it's fun. It's all just right in front of you. You don't have to worry about dishes or a mess or anything like that. It's on your countertop. Yeah, this is the this is how it works. But it's all over your counter. And then the next step is you need a meat the bowl. Let's meet the bowl. Okay. <gasps> oh my gosh. And then she pours out a bunch of meatballs on top of that. And then she pours out like three containers of Parmesan cheese. And then she puts spaghetti noodles uh, on top of that. And then she mixes it all together with her hands and makes a big spaghetti um, mess. Me- yeah, mess. On By the way, countertop. this is a white countertop. I won't go so far as to say it's marble. I doubt it, which stains. But there has to be some sort of like stain residue, I would think. Probably. Um, it's definitely not real marble because that is way more porous and it would just absorb all the sauce. Um, but this video, it's so bizarre and, you know, I go through like, is she just, is this a joke? Like would, or is she serious? I'm pretty sure that this is a joke because I mean, who, and she, she keeps saying like, this is great for dinner parties. You can do this and it's just the ultimate buffet like people can come through and it's so easy and And so gross and if I walked into someone's house and saw dinner on the countertop and they said dig in I would say goodbye (laughs) yeah and this this video went viral this week but this is one of of several that this couple have done um I know that I had seen one a few weeks back that really was taking the internet by storm and my friends were talking about where she made nachos on the counter Mm -hmm. uh similar concept she had the nacho cheese and the beans and the salsa she poured it all out mass quantities of this by the way mass quantity like 
Matt Costco run like she had to make a Costco run before for sure and then the most horrifying part to me if it wasn't already an abomination was she took tortilla chips and put them in there and crumpled them with her hands Mm -hmm. it was disgusting in the the year 2020 2021 do you want to talk about the hot dog video well, yeah, and then she she also made another video that's um, the ultimate kids snack, she called it, and it's just mac and cheese with cut up hot dogs, and she does the same thing where she puts down the nacho cheese and then the hot dogs, and then she does elbow macaroni and mixes it up with her hands, and she says, the kids love it. It's so easy. You're supposed to get your hands dirty. You're cooking, and like she does she just during not, COVID? Really? Right during COVID, a and does she not think that like why don't you just use a pot to do this? Yeah, it really it doesn't make any sense to me. That it does not seem easier than just using a pot, and the the cleanup has to be a disaster. So, right. like you said, this is this is a publicity play. Uh, it's a horrible horrifying example of american privilege to just take all this mass quantity of food that can fill your entire countertop and rub your hands around in it and make a big mess that i'm sure people are not eating yeah if you're making dinner for a family of like four or five or maybe even six you're not you don't need to use more than a full box of pasta and a full jar of tomato sauce if, if you're using a jar like but this woman uses three of each, uh, three things of sprinkle Parmesan, and it's it's just wasteful. I don't know. Guys, tell us if we're off base. I, I will admit it's kind of like a car accident and I couldn't turn away, but I, I did. I, I, I am watching these, so I don't know. Maybe they're on to something. And I'm positive that there are more people doing this on TikTok. These videos I saw on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, I is this like the beginning of a very weird trend with people using their kitchen countertops to make food? Mm-hmm. I really hope not. And serve food. And like, right. what are we supposed to think as guests? Like, it's just the, these are freaks and we needed to call them out. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> Please let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah. If, if you disagree, let us know. We'll hear you out. I promise you can make your case. Podcast at realtor.com. All right, let's move on to making moves. We have some exciting updates. I believe I teased one of them in the last episode. I was like, if this happens, yeah, thought, it's going to be very, it was really big news. Very exciting. And it it happened. Kelly Clarkson has finally sold. No, not the Encino place. Don't get too excited. Mm-hmm. But Kelly Clarkson has finally sold her Nashville mansion that she's been trying to sell for four years. Uh, Natalie, clarify for me because I can't remember. Is it sold or is it pending or contingent? It is listed as off market. So uh, we and other outlets can safely assume and have safely assumed that she found a buyer. Um, this is the end of an era. It was last listed for $6.95 million, uh, so just under seven. 
Um, she initially listed it for $8.75 million in 2017. Uh, she, the last price cut was in January. And um, she's just been hoping to find someone. And she did. I was going to try to make a Kelly Clarkson pun. But all I can think of right now is the stronger song. She didn't have to walk away. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I was just totally <laughs> blanking on her, you know, canon of musical talent. After trying to sell a home for like four years, it, it feels like maybe she's just happy that someone is going to take it off her hands, even though it sounds like it probably sold for under asking. Mm. Um, she did buy it uh, for 2.8 uh yeah 2.86 million um in 2012 so you know that that's that's quite an increase <clears throat> do we know who she bought it from no Perhaps i another don't another musician i don't um but she did buy it with her ex-husband uh or her husband that she's currently divorcing going through a divorce with I mean, this house, I'm looking at the photos, though. I I can see why it took a long time to sell. I know, you know, Nashville properties, they do embrace kind of the rustic, southern. um, It's pretty gaudy. It's very gaudy. There's a lot of, like, taxidermy, which is an interesting Uh, choice. Yeah, I I wouldn't even call this rustic. It's a little kind of, like... Saloon? Like Bon Jovi's place where it's very kind of almost Versailles-esque. Yeah, there's some like grandness to it, but like grandness and not a good way. In a bad way. And then, like yeah, the heaviness. taxidermy is a turnoff. Uh, and we we know from our work um, and our reporting that taxidermy is always a turnoff to any buyer. So I'm not sure yeah. why she didn't take that down. For the photos, I know. Yeah. And a lot of real, real grand chandeliers. I mean, I, I like a, I like a lamp. I like a chandelier, but these are, it's pretty gaudy inside. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe that's why she, she needed better staging. That could have been. And I guess, you know, maybe she just wasn't in a hurry to sell this place. So she wasn't willing to, to get it restaged and rephotographed. Um Nonetheless. She's apparently found a buyer. So I we wonder can only if it's say, another musician. Because maybe this area, it's Hendersonville, and that's where Taylor Swift grew up and was also home to Johnny Cash and Roy Orbison. So it's definitely it's an area that has a celebrity pedigree. And I wouldn't be surprised if another musician country or otherwise bought this place right didn't uh keith urban and nicole kidman have or they currently have a house there it's uh nashville like the other side of nashville i don't think it was hendersonville but i could be wrong okay but hendersonville is typically like a pretty ritzy part of a suburb of nashville right it's a suburb of nashville and it has a a kind of a ritzy area it's right on the lake and so Mm. um you know you can get a, a moderate moderately priced home there but there is an enclave that's a little bit more Mm. uh, further rich and famous okay well that's that's that saga the chapter is closed for kelly okay rachel i think you should do the honors on the next one (laughs) um yeah i mean after our last episode and please refer to it we've got a report on this uh 
our favorite celebrity, can I call him that, Mm-mm. who absolutely hates us, Ronnie the limo driver, his house is pending. Uh, after 42 days on the market, this, I will say, hideous place in Queens, New York, that he listed for $916,000, I believe, Yeah, now has apparently found a buyer. Ronnie, the limo driver, of course, from the Howard Stern show. Uh, yes. Who went on a tirade, it, not using that hyperbolically, a tirade <laughs> on the Howard Stern show talking about how dare Realtor.com post a story about my house. Uh, I'm going to have freaks coming by my house and stalking me and even though we did not publish the address by the way yeah to that we said ronnie we didn't publish your address and you're giving yourself too much credit frankly and all we did was publicize and it showed uh you know we had a record number of clicks on the story where we published Mm it uh it obviously got them talking in the howard stern studio and his house sold in 42 days and it's, I, it's not cute inside I, I don't think yeah it's not cute the price per square foot is 801 dollars, so it's not a good deal like it's not like a steal of a place that you're getting for like I mean I don't know what the average price per square foot is in Queens but this place is under it's just under 1200 square feet it's just under 3,500 square foot lot. So it's, That's it's a barely small bigger than my property. Apartment. It's, it's a one and a half bath and it's for nearly a million dollars. Like this does, I, this does not seem like a property that should or would be selling for under just under a million. So I have to say, Ronnie, you're welcome. Yeah. For, cause we publicize this. You should this be place. thanking us. I mean, I know that this area is high in demand. New York is seeing, you know, sky high prices. So mm-hmm. I'm not entirely surprised that the price is high, but for what you're getting is just wild to me. And and he's made a lot of decor choices that you, you one would have to ch- change. There's bright orange walls. There's bright yellow walls. There's it's it's all the colors of the rainbow. And then there's some design thing. Like I would swap out the sinks in the in the bathroom. I they they tirated on that on the Howard Stern show for a while. They, mm-hmm. they even Stern and uh, the callers into the show were making fun of this house. It's not just us. So right. universally, I think people <laughs> people are not impressed. But some some buyer was. Yeah, some some buyers like let me have at it. I have to have it. So. We will um, keep an eye on this one to see what the final uh, the final sale price is. But um, yeah, uh, all right. Next in making moves, we talked about this house over a year ago, I believe. Um, this yeah. one, we knew it was going to have there. There were going to be some issues, some barriers to selling. John Wayne Gacy, the serial killer, <laughs> um, his former property finally sold. Um, yeah. It sold at a loss. Wouldn't you believe? Uh, and this is the place where he actually buried 33 bodies. They right. were dug up by the by the the police and authorities. So this was this this was a very um, 
condemned proper not not legally condemned but it just mm. had <laughs> bad juju to, to yeah. say the to, to say the least it's important to note the actual house was demolished and mm-hmm. they rebuilt a new house in its place but the property that it sits on where the bodies were buried obviously that that's yeah, part of the, the which is arguably here. like the freakiest part of the property <laughs> um is still the same so this hit the market in late 2019 for 459,000. Um no takers, no takers, no takers. And then we just learned that um it was purchased for 395. It's in the Chicago area, right, Rachel? That's correct. It's very close to O'Hare Airport. Right. It, right. Like in the flight path. I mean, it's a modest standard three-bedroom, two-bath home. Um I envision the these people will do some sort of landscaping (laughs) maybe yeah landscaping um new soil i want to fact check uh he killed 33 boys and young Uh men back in the 70s but they found 29 bodies at gacy's home okay okay i'm not sure where the other what a what what a work. important detail so it's only just 29 so, sorry our commitment to accuracy <laughs> yeah no it's true um we thought that zach baggins who is the ghost hunters guy who owns several serial killer homes or, or murder homes um he might take an interest in this place we don't know who the buyer is so it would be it would be really interesting if he was the one that purchased mm. this house um, he has a TV show about like the paranormal and stuff. So right. um, he's into this kind of stuff. So yeah, that, that closes the loop on that one. Um, and then one more loop to close. Suzanne Summers found a buyer for her Palm Springs compound. Um, this is her place. It's, it's very much a compound. It's, it's, you know, kind of built into the hillside it's it's a cool property for like the view and and how private it is um but she's been trying to sell this house since this this place since 2017 so it's taken her a bit of time we dubbed her our loser because she cut a million dollars from the price um in february uh the last listing price that we heard of was 8.5 million and we don't know the final sale price however um records show that it's currently in contract so we'll find out if she got the 8.5 we'll find out if the buyer was able to go even lower um but suzanne summers she i'm trying to make some sort of like fitness isn't she like a fitness person yeah she also starred in step by step step by step which may have been before or before your time no i i watched step by step there were a lot of steps to selling this house but <laughs> <laughs> she um, we'll, we'll work on our wordplay game yeah i'm just i'm just i'm so happy for her <laughs> so happy so happy uh all right anything else about Suzanne Summers or any of our other folks that we talked about in making moves Rachel no the, the that was a lot and we have more celeb news coming your way now
Now it's time for winners and losers. This is the segment of our show. I'm pumping myself up over here. This is the segment of our show where we discuss the real estate deals that celebrities have made. Uh, Some have made great ones, gotten a discount, or sold for a profit. Others haven't been so good. Our loser this week, we, we had a lot of discussion about before we actually named him our loser. Um, our loser this week is action star, former action star, Steven Seagal. He probably, I think he thinks of himself as an action star or maybe... Also Russian diplomat. Yeah, and <laughs> martial artist. Um, A Steven, lot of titles Steven has. Steven Seagal strikes me as one of those people, as one of those... Hollywood people who takes themselves very seriously. Um, but according to a little bit of research that we've done, he's kind of just become a bit of a joke, like yeah. a bit of a punchline um, because he does take himself so seriously. Uh, but the reason that he's a real estate loser is because he has had to watch karate chop off um, <laughs> the price of the home that he's selling in Scottsdale, Arizona. So this place, uh, so he listed this (laughs) place, I just paused, so he listed this, uh, (laughs) dot, 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 no, it's not that bad, let me just give you the stats, let me give you the stats so we can talk about the inside, so he listed this place in 2019 for 3.775 million and he is now asking 3.5 million. So just a little off the top. Um, this place is, it's, it has like bulletproof glass, right? It has what arm, armored cars and like just, yeah, it's like a it, fortress of, sort of, of solitude. It's not as weird as I would think it would be based on how weird he is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I opened, I opened the link and expected much worse. It kind of looks, I mean, it just looks like a standard Scottsdale mansion with lots of stone, um, you know, natural landscaping with succulents and very drought tolerant plants. Why are you laughing? I don't know. It's just the way you said succulents. It just made me giggle. <laughs> uh you know, there's a bit of some cultural appropriation out in the front door with some <laughs> with some samurai statues. But I guess he is a samurai, or or no, he's not a samurai. He's a martial art. He's a black he belt, a so he's artist. like fine, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's it's just very like brown beige Arizona. I just really like it. I think I think the, well, at least I like the exterior and I love the views. There's a lot of windows. I mean, it's pretty heavy indoors, but uh, there's an infinity pool. Like, you're buying this place for the views and the the location. Apparently, he also has owned homes in both Los Angeles, not surprising, and Louisiana. Hmm. Uh, but I think he also has a place in Russia because he was granted Russian citizenship by Vladimir Putin. So, Did you call him a Russian diplomat? I thought I read that he's been named a diplomat. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, I gotta. If we're fact checking everything, I'm gonna. But he is right. He's like Rush, right? Like Russian, he's part Serbian. Russian. Yeah. So 
just like I would I would say that he was a, somewhat attractive in his younger years, but something happened. And <laughs> and I will admit I've actually never seen I don't think I've ever seen a Steven Seagal movie. Neither have I. And Shocking. I think you said who's Steven Seagal? So we we are not experts in Steven Seagal, but we're intrigued by yeah, Steven Seagal appointed by Russia as special envoy to the U.S. Okay. <laughs> and then there's a photo of him sitting across the table from Vladimir Putin. Didn't he also have a reality show called Steven Seagal Lawman? Yeah, that was an A&E venture. So <sighs> he's hanging on for dear life here. Yeah. <laughs> by the... By the skin of his, how does that phrase go? By the skin of his teeth. By the skin of his teeth, he's trying to stay relevant, but uh, yeah. It appears that like his celebrity pedigree is not helping to sell this house, is not helping to bring in buyers, so (laughs) hopefully the natural landscape and the views, um, hopefully that can do it. But for the time being, we're going to have to call him our loser of the week. All right, and then our winner this week is Tommy Lee, who was the drummer for Motley Crue. Um, really, a bit of an 80s theme going on here. And right? famously with Pamela Anderson. Very famous. Um, you you saw the photos of Sebastian Stan and Lily James, who were going to play yes, Tommy Lee and Pam in the biopic. I would never think that Lily James would be picked to play Pam Anderson, but me either. The the resemblance after they after makeup and everything was uncanny. It was it was freaky. It was so uncanny. I mean, Sebastian Stan, I could still see that it was Sebastian Stan. He looked good with all the tattoos and stuff, but I mean, Lily James's face was just Pam. Like it was crazy. I know. It was nuts. Um that that that's the photo of them has been floating around like Instagram and yeah, the internet and stuff. Um, but anyway, Tommy Lee is our winner because uh, he just bought a home in the Brentwood area of Los Angeles for 4.15 million, and that's less than the original list price of 4.4 million. So he got a bit of a deal, and for numbers reasons, he is our winner. And I have to say, too. This place is uh, just the design and the decor of it is definitely better than the place he's trying to sell in Calabasas. Mm. Um, I believe we talked about that house. It has one of those kitchens that has like the eat sign with like, <laughs> lights in it. Word art. It was it was a mishmash of like Asian inspired decor, but then like very like. Uh, some modern farmhouse thrown in and it was just all over the place this this place that he has in Brentwood now it just feels a bit more streamlined and a bit more um cohesive in the design kind of like Balinese a little bit yeah Balinese a little mid-century with that fireplace a little bit I mean there's still some hideous aspects to it I'll say sure sure that bathroom the the powder room um (laughs) <laughs> but nothing that wouldn't be too hard to get rid of. I think, again, you buy this place for the backyard. There's a really cool koi pond in the backyard. Um, 
it looks like it's it's on a hillside well Brentwood I guess there's yeah there, there's hillside views so um the the backyard looks very nice and secluded with a pool so um and I guess I shouldn't judge because this isn't his decor these would these are listing photos from from the, the previous, previous owner. owner right so right I'll, I'll reserve judgment we'll reserve judgment until we see like what he does with the place what he does with it which i'm not i'm not too confident based on his last <laughs> place but um omg did we already report that jesse tyler ferguson's house is pending yes we did okay yeah my bad oh yes that was he was our winner last year last week i'm yes. sorry i get i get confused <laughs> No, no, no. It's okay. I mean, and we also posted on it on our Instagram, Yeah, but I, I, for some reason, I thought that it was just for sale, and I, I don't know. I was no, it's okay. things up. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, Jesse Tyler, my gosh. Talk about home upgrade with the house that he just bought in Encino, too. Yeah. I mean, go, go to our Instagram, House Party Pod. You can, you can check out the photos uh, of the house that he – his Spanish-style house that's pending – which is gorgeous, but then truly a modern Marvel upgrade um, in Encino that he just bought with his husband. It's, I don't know if I'd call it an upgrade, but it's certainly a wild departure from... That's true. Yeah, it depends on your taste, right? It depends on what you like. It's just so weird to me that you would like... Okay, you know what? It's not weird because I like both homes and I would <laughs> <laughs> I would certainly buy either home. But If you it, had to pick one, which one would you pick? The modern one. Me too. Me I think. too. I love the Spanish style. I love what he's done with it. I mean, I think it's completely worthy of the Arc Digest like cover. Mm-hmm. But the modern one just, I, I just speaks to me more. The modern one is just like on another level. <laughs> Pretty jaw dropping. But jaw dropping. It's just, I, I yeah. I mean, maybe they they lived one way for a while and then just wanted to completely change it up, which mm-hmm. I, you know I respect. So, yeah, you're allowed to change your your design aesthetic. Uh, I just feel like it's it's a little bit rare to see. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that is it for house party. Lots of celebrity news this week. Um. If you'd like to check out. Any of the stories that we talked about to get more details, to see photos, please click the links in the show notes. They'll all be linked there um, on your podcast app. You can also go to realtor.com slash news to see the stories, or you can just go to Google, type in realtor.com in the topic, and it'll show up for you. If you have a spare moment, please give us a five-star rating and write us a review on your podcast app. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, it's so easy. Just scroll down, hit the five stars. Um, we love hearing what you have to say about the show. Um, yeah, Rachel, tell them tell them how they can also get in contact with us. Yeah, as Natalie said, we do love to hear what you have to say. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what you want more of, what you want less of. You can do that on the reviews or you can email us. We're podcast at realtor.com. That's singular podcast at realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media as Natalie mentioned before we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All three are at House Party Pod. Find us there again. That's where we post a lot of the stories and the photos that we've talked about. Uh, join in the conversation. And I just realized we never gave a shout out to Jerrica. 
Right, we we posted photos of this quirky house in Albuquerque. Um, please go to our Instagram to check out the photos because it's really a, this is a visual thing that you just must see. And so we asked our followers sum this house up in one sentence and the best the best uh, characterization of this home will get a shout out on our podcast. We have to give a shout out to Jerica um, who said who called this place tacky Italian restaurant. I'd say that's accurate, right? Yeah, especially the last photo with like the um, the the bride and groom mural on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> that just strikes me as something you'd see at like Olive Luca Garden, de Beppo, or yeah, Olive Garden <laughs> for like a a um, reception celebration. If that's where you choose to have your reception, uh, <laughs> there's also, I mean, there was like a Star Trek element to this house too. Kind of, it's a confusing experience it's very confusing um thank you jerica for your wise words and that's just a taste of what you'll get uh, if you follow us on instagram but um yeah rachel cheers to 100 episodes cheers triple digits my friend and thank you everyone who's gotten us here absolutely uh we'll catch you next time bye bye